0: Today's episode is brought to you by Zola. The wedding company that will do anything for love is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moments in couples lives easier and happier. Zola takes the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites, registry, affordable, save the dates and invitations. Easy to use planning tools and it's free. Can't beat that. You can put your Zola registry on your wedding
1: website so guests can get all the details they need in one place to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com, which is Zola.com slash Oprah Rose. Again, that is Zola.com, Z-O-L-A.com slash O-P-R-A-H-R-O-S-E. Now let's start the show. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi, and yeah, get it boss.
0: But-
2: Episode one hundred
0: and one. Uh-huh. I know this Dang. one
2: because
0: <laughs> I wasn't even thinking that. <laughs>
2: oh. One hundred
0: and one. One hundred and
1: one. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Hi. New Year, guys. Yes. Can we still? When can you stop saying Happy New Year? I know this is our first time back, but like work wise, I, I heard, heard all month. Oh, no. On the 29th? Well,
2: when you first see somebody again. Um, you yeah, that's because yeah. I'm True, still the first time. it.
1: Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Fallon called me this morning
0: was like, Happy New Year.
1: Uh, okay. So, so we're still doing Happy New All right. Happy New Year. You know, I'm really bad with greetings and salutations and all that. I just be like busting into the text conversation. Like, so this is what's happening. So, I'm going to work on that. Um, <laughs> happy New Year. I'm TT. I'm Gigi. What's and up? this is the Oprah Rose Show. Um, this is episode 101 from our, um, we are back, obviously from our hiatus and our break um a much needed break i think you know it's a good time to reset Um, look at your goals assess how you want to go into the new year i hope all y'all did all that i did my little sage i
0: wrote my intentions down Um, palo santo and sage yes come on both i love it because you need to keep the good energy Mm.
2: wait what was the first one
0: palo santo what's that so it's a it's another st- well it's more of like, like a, a stick a, yeah mm-hmm. but that l- is piece. what keeps the good energy inside of your place okay. sage gets rid of all of the energy got it but you want to keep the positive cute yeah
1: did all I did I actually did that with the face mask on it felt very like cliche self <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just rushing um, but. um, Anyhow, so like a brief little catch up. You know, me and G were talking about, I think when we used to come back from breaks, we would do these catch ups. And I was like, I am so boring now. Like there's literally nothing to catch up on. You're
0: really not. You just don't have no whole stories. <laughs> I think like whole a oh, whole, whole stories No whole story. Yeah, no
1: more, no more. Um,
0: so what, what's been going on with you? That doesn't equate to, to being bored, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Washing
1: clothes at 12 a.m. Um, is kind of boring says who oh. <laughs> I think right but the That's thing is the one thing. I didn't even want to go out last night didn't even want to do anything and I, and I had to like get everything done beforehand so I was like oh let me just watch clothes and I think I've just been home way more it's also the winter so I feel like you stay home more um, anyway but any updates what's going on with you
0: Um, I mean no no new updates I spent Christmas in LA new year's here um it was baby's first christmas
2: she was happy christmas in la
0: yeah it seems to be like the little thing that we're doing now um yeah just work life work and mom life trying to have a balance of that it's really tough tougher than i expected it to be um that's about it she's doing well that's good she I see her and I literally feel full like <laughs> she
1: literally wa- I mean like I, I was having like a day and I was just scrolling through Instagram and you know she has the most popping Instagram and I I, my, I, like stopped and was like oh my god I mean like everyone always reacts to the stories and it's like she looks fake like she looks like a doll baby <laughs> she she literally looks fake she's so pretty like she's gorgeous like I have a gorgeous baby oh thank you says, you know I love me some Jessie um, the little love source I love her. Um, But you're doing it, you know, like, I love that, like, when we, co- we go out, Jesse be at the bar or, like, in the <laughs> restaurant. She don't cry. She knows. She's, like, here. I'm here. What's up? Um, Got to train them when
0: they are young. Yeah, I love Get it. Get them early. Em. Sis be at brunches. I love it. Yes, she is a bruncher. She really but is. But really, the thing, so it's not, I mean, yeah, it's great to be able to, like, bring your kid everywhere. But the thing is, is that especially after you, you know, start, Put them on a schedule or sleep train them. Your time with them is so limited. So like, you know, I wake up at six in the morning, and then I get ready, and then I get her ready, and then I drop her off, and then when I pick her up, we have like thirty minutes before we start the nighttime routine. Mm-hmm. So the weekend is really like the time that I have with her. So I have to bring her with me. Mm-hmm. You Balance. know, work, make it work. It's like that. Make it work, designers. Make it work. I mm. love it.
1: Um I think from episode 100 we talked about like bringing uh boyfriends or significant others home. So that was it. Oh, yeah. you know you know just living so this you did relationship that. life. Yeah, I um I brought my boyfriend home. <laughs> They say I don't talk about it enough, and I'm like, I do. I said it. Like, I, I don't feel understand. like there needed to be like a I mean, Tierra has a boyfriend. I, I disagree. <laughs> um, it went really well. Um, I think yeah, we spent New Year's kind of sorta together. Um, yeah, and ever since now, I'm just I'm working out like six days a week with this trainer Zeus, who is amazing. We have a love hate relationship. I like hate it. Um, but I think it's really good. I, I'm, I'm always on a diet working out something, but this time I feel like it's really. I mean, I did it the last time. You did? Like, you were. Yeah. You didn't. I was really well, good. You don't give yourself enough credit. Time. You yeah. did it last time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. I'm literally.
2: And dry January, too. Oh,
1: yes. Dry January. I did not yeah. realize how much of my life is I centered just around drinking. I love the fact
2: that she just keeps talking and now she's doing this. She has this going on. This is happening. No, but dry right. she was January but she was not. Bored. Bored. No, how is dry that's what I'm January saying. fun?
1: Like, literally, I did not realize. I I guess so. I did write it down, so I'm living up to my intentions. It's 30 days, girl. 31 days. days. That's nothing. So, um, anywho. (laughs) um, So, before we, you know, get into, like, our topics and stuff, uh, we wanted to introduce our guest today. Um, Our guest is Nakia Banks from The Black Therapist Podcast um thank you for coming thank you for coming on the show
3: thank you for having me yes
1: thank you I mean I I think we wanted somebody that has kind of like we just not even Mm -hmm. like banter or go back and forth but you know that actually is well versed and trained in this and just certain topics and whatnot so we thank you um give us a little bit of background on you and why you wanted to become a therapist um what that journey's been like for you
3: oh gosh um I feel like that's a it's a whole long discussion (laughs) and i talk about that a lot on my podcast black therapist podcast where we talk about my journey from patient to practitioner so first i was depressed i didn't know that that's what it was Mm. um and i kept telling my friends well hey you know something's off right and i would have these conversations i'll say well when my real life comes i'm gonna do this when my real life comes i'm gonna do that and then it just kind of dawned on me like okay but Bitch, you are living your real life. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> This gotta, is it. <laughs> yeah, you either gotta make it happen today or nah. So, um, I went to my doctor and I was like, I'm sad all the time and I'm going through a lot of different things and she was like, Okay. And I was like, I you know, I need a list of doctors. I needed this and I needed that and I slipped in a therapist in there and she was and I was like, But black people don't do that And she was like, Well, good for you
0: And so um So was this like your um Primary care doctor? PCP. Okay. yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, so around my birthday every year, my birthday is, is emotionally charged. I've done several different shows about how every year on my birthday, I usually have a meltdown. <laughs> um, and so uh, every year around my birthday, usually I have a physical. Mm. And so that was my yearly physical time. And I was like, my life is in the toilet. Like I was sleeping all day. I would get up to take care of my son, maybe wash my ass, brush my teeth. But besides doing the, what I had to do, I wasn't really doing things I wanted to do. Mm. Um, And I would go out and I would laugh with my friends and I'd be, you know, kiki, like everything was normal. But inside I was like, nah, this is, this is not, this can't be life. Right. And so, um... Yeah, I told her, I was like, you know, I want to go to to speak to somebody. And I think at that point, I just like bust out crying. So she gave me some medication and I started taking these meds and I went home to my friend and I was telling her, I was like, well, my doctor gave me, you know, a referral to a therapist and she gave me some meds. She was like, bitch, don't take those meds. And so I was like, well, I already took them because I'm willing to do whatever I got to do to feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, But they made me
1: nauseous. I was going to say, did they help? Yes. Okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was not sleeping all day. I was up early in the crack of dawn. I had all this energy, but I was, um, I, I, I was feeling nauseous, mm. and so I was like, "Well, wait a minute. I love my PCP, but she, you know, psychiatrist. Let me go to the therapist first and see what he says. If he thinks I need these medications, and then I'll take them if I need them." Right. I went to this old little Jewish guy who I love to death, and got in his office and i didn't think he was gonna ever get me because i'm like what the hell she sent me to this guy for (laughs) um and as soon as i got there i sat down and he was like you're only here as a courtesy whoa i don't know if i'm gonna keep you if i don't think i can help you i'm gonna refer you to somebody who can but tell me what you what you got going on i was like oh shit right okay tough love (laughs) and so um but it was easier for me because I was like, I could just tell him all my stuff and I maybe never see him again. So let me mm-hmm. just get this all yeah. off my chest. So I told him what all my problems was and all the things I had going on. And I was like, but, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to, to assist me. But I really did want to go to a white guy as a therapist.
0: I was going to ask you that.
3: I did want to go to a white guy because I, I have all of these goals and dreams and aspirations. And I wanted to be with somebody who was entitled. Mm. To get what they wanted out of life. And there's nobody on this planet who's more entitled to get whatever they want out of life than, you know, white men. I feel like white men are told that they could do anything they possibly can do. Like, y'all president don't even read. Right. Mm -hmm. He's the president. And then we have Ivy League. Obama over here was treated like the N-word. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of be uh, entitled to get to make my dreams happen. Right. And I also felt like because a lot of black women that I knew we're rocking in the same boat with me. I, I didn't want to go to a black woman because I didn't want them to be like, "Girl, that stu- that struggle is normal."
2: Right. But I
3: didn't get what the science behind what it is what I do. I just thought she was going to give me an opinion, mm-hmm. and I didn't want no sister girl opinion for about what I want to do. I wanted <laughs> to get my seriously. I wanted to, to 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 I wanted to get my live a life of my dreams. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I spoke to him, what was different about my therapist was he was from the projects. Like old white Jew from the project. So I was like, you wait, you (laughs) got a mix. So culturally, I didn't have to explain my struggle as being a minority or being oppressed or being, you know, because he grew up in an environment where he was like one of the only Jewish people around, you know, impoverished whites, impoverished blacks, impoverished Hispanics. So he knew what that struggle looked like. Mm -hmm. But at the same token he still moved through the world in white skin right and so um, after I told him what my stuff was he was like I think I can help you you know it's probably not as bad as you think it is let's get to work and after maybe like going to him for about six months I felt better I felt better I looked better my friends were asking me what was I doing and what was going on I would go to therapy and my friends would be like well what did your therapist say today and I'd be like girl get your own don't (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) what's some tips right don't try to piggyback word you go and get your own therapist Mm -hmm. Um,
0: because y'all don't y'all aren't going through the exact same thing you know so it's i get it
3: but you know what people think all they i do is talk to them Mm -hmm. talking is is the means of transit transmission for my message but there's a whole science behind what it is that we do and, and and the whole process or psychological experience of, of you know, being able to listen to what somebody is telling you that, that's distressing them outside of, like, diagnosis, right? So, you think that you could just go home and talk to your girlfriends and it's going to be the same. But your girlfriends, a lot of them don't know what the hell they're talking about. A lot of them don't mm-hmm. know what the hell they're doing. And so, I had to you know, go to a professional to get that assistance after going to him for a few months. I was like, I like this. I think I could do what you do. Felt like it was super arrogant to say that. <laughs> but he was like, no, I think you'd be great doing what, you know, doing what I do. And I was like, I want to be Dr. Banks. And he was like, okay, you could be Dr. Banks or you could be psychotherapist Banks. I mean, Dr. Banks is going to take you seven years. You know, uh, we could do Nikita Banks, therapists in two and I was like I'll take two years (laughs) right and I did it in a year and a half so
0: that's awesome yeah
1: that is so what were you if you don't like what were you doing before that to make that shift like was it I mean I'm sure it wasn't easy but was it something like in line with that or
3: so I ran a relationship blog basically just telling uh people what to do with no really frame of reference. Just basically giving you advice on relationships ab- about what I would do mm-hmm. if I was in your position, right? But um I felt like I should at least know what the hell I was talking about. There's a lot of relationship experts out there who were not expertise in nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and before that I was an educator. And before that I was a writer. And so I feel like it kind of just was a natural progression. Yeah, right. Like Public yeah. relations, like it, it all combines what I do now. Yeah. I, I had a podcast like years ago, so I'm doing the same exact yeah. things. It's just now I'm on message because I have a career that I'm passionate about.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I love that because we are. Um, so we're part of this book club called the Brownies Book Club, and we read. Well, we were reading we have not finished it the michelle obama becoming Becoming. book Mm -hmm. um and so you know and it's discussions amongst it, it is all black women and a lot of topics came up yesterday that i was like oh these are very you know interesting topics that like themes that we took from the book that aren't necessarily just like explicitly stated and then you talked a lot about some stuff about like you know like living your real life and then pivoting from what you were doing to um To being a therapist and those those conversations like kept coming up. So that's why I was asking like what what it was, because I feel like a lot of people were like, I'm in this job. I hate it. I want to quit, but I got bills. I don't know where to go. Right. Don't know what to do. Um, So I love that, like to take that to like be to be in that space and be like, you know, I can do this. And and it seems like you're calling like almost. Yeah, I'm very passionate about it. I think that a lot of us find our passion in our pain.
3: And I, I think that that time in my life, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like it was very courageous for me to be like, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. That and is I courageous. Need, and I need help. It is. I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't thinking that at the time, but looking back on it, like I know a lot of people who are still doing the same thing. I know there's a Muhammad Ali quote. I'm, I'm going to screw it up. But he's basically saying that, you know, he didn't want to be 20 years old, 50 years old, doing 20 year old shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of grown Women I know who don't get it. You know, we all get it when we get it, but I got it a little quicker than some people, and I'm glad. Later than some others, but quicker than some others, Mm -hmm. and I'm grateful to have gotten it. You got it. it. (laughs) Right,
1: right. I love that. Um, Some other stuff that came up that you know we were talking about, and actually a friend of ours brought it up um, too. Is you know we were talking about like being open, and so seemingly you know Michelle with Obama, Michelle had all these checklists. She you know. Uh, that she i'm sorry she herself um uh, was like a you know checking boxes and went to school went to ivy league school blah 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 had the sob had the apartment um and then here comes barack uh, who see, uh, he, smart intelligent you know he has that that baseline foundation but like he has a hole in his car he's an intern and her intern at that and kind of like how she was open to it and that's how she was able to find love and like a lot of people will ask us like send questions and dms and that kind of thing like well where do i find a man where do i find a man um and then i even thought about myself and i was like damn like i had to be and didn't even know it honestly that i was being open to my to my now partner like no shade but he ain't like all of the things that on my list like i mean as far as like you treat me right like caring but the i think the outside appearances it was like he doesn't necessarily check those boxes but it works um and then one of the questions that was brought up was basically it was like, um, how do you know? What's the difference basically between settling in a relationship versus being open to one?
2: Ooh. <laughs> it's a loaded one.
0: Um. So my thing and, and how I counter uh, responded that with her was that I didn't think that at all that she was, quote unquote, settling with Barack because the the conversation that kept coming up then was people were talking about how you know guys didn't have like anything that they were looking for and i think that she saw a lot of things that she liked in barack and he was still very much so an esteemed person yeah he was he was older than her but he didn't go to law school immediately he still he still graduated from columbia but he was an esteemed um intern so I felt like she was playing it safe still even though she was being open. So that was like kind of my don't response. I think
3: that but. she was playing it safe, I think that they were compatible. I think that they If you are in a race and someone starts behind you but you guys are moving in the same direction then you guys are moving in the same direction Mm -hmm. i don't feel like it's settling if you're open to somebody who may not be not may not have as much as you have just because they started at a different point in life do you you get what i'm saying but you guys gotta be going in the same direction yeah settling is dealing with somebody who don't have nothing on your checklist or whatever just to have a Man, I want to talk about somebody. I want to talk about somebody? Um, talk about it. <laughs> um, like I know, I know women who have master's degrees, who have you know, are, were on the career track, knew what they wanted, what they they went for it, and then they got to a certain point in their lives and they realized that they they were alone, they were lonely, right? Or they only date drug dealers, or they only date. Uh, corner rappers or a dude just came home from jail and a lot of that I don't think that that's it's settling because I'm looking at it and I'm judging mm-hmm. that it's settling but I don't think it's settling it in, in that these relationships they satisfy a particular type of personality like some women want men who don't have shit just so that they can have a man who don't have shit
0: and who's like dependent on them
3: so that thing ain't gonna go nowhere, they ain't gonna do nothing, or whatever. I was I, I was just watching, and I I don't really watch a lot of reality TV, but I was just watching. um the, the, What's the the new? It's like a marriage show, marriage show, marriage boot Bootcamp. camp with wow. Little Mo. And her husband on it, and she, she was just like Little Mo's husband, and they made a whole bedroom, and it was like it was a picture of Big Mo, and they made the man's face smaller, and it was like very <laughs> emasculated. <Yes>. What? <laughs> Isn't he a boxer or something? Yeah, but but she referred to him as Little Mo's husband, and she was like, "You ain't." Oh, she th-. refers to him as that. They played Whoa. a clip of her doing like. The pre-interviews and she, she was like, "That's be all in his DM," but he wasn't nobody before he got with Lil, with little Mo and whatever. And so there are certain kinds of, you know, Mary mm-hmm. J. Blige and Ken do We didn't know who Ken do was before Mary. Like there are certain kind of personalities that that want these kinds of relationships. But ideally, they don't work. Men have to be men. They have to have their own stuff. They have to have their own thoughts. Dreams, desires, aspirations, and emotions. Because Mm -hmm. you cannot, you're never going to have a healthy relationship with an insecure man. Ever, ever, ever. I agree. Mm -hmm. Insecure women, it's going to be a little unhealthy, but she may clean it up at some point. But you can, you cannot love a man past his insecurities. Never.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, right. Right.
1: Like ooh, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm just making sounds over here, like. Mm. But
2: I will say, do you believe, like, just re- from reading the book, like for Michelle, for example, because she did not see those insecurities, or she saw this potential in Barack that she was able to kind of go into this relationship
1: yeah absolutely yeah. i mean oh, right sure. it's not he there, there were no blaring red flags he it was like
2: he smoked level right.
1: <laughs> you can stop smoking yeah. right. surface level just didn't have you know probably the the qua not even the qual. he wasn't like the other people she had dated in the past um before that so right. i don't
0: that hmm, she referenced like, him as being like a swerver that was her her um adjective in describing him someone who lived freely who mm. um who still accomplished a lot of things but he wasn't he didn't approach life with all right this is my list of things i got to do and this is how i'm going to do them as opposed to her where that was how she approached her life right.
3: but i also think that that's what worked for them because we as women, when we think we like somebody or somebody may be a potential mate, we put the guard up. Mm. So because he wasn't the one check like everybody else, she was like, Psh, "Man, I didn't think about him." So she could be her real self around him. Right? Mm-hmm. She could let her guard down around him. She could, you know, go out. She's with trying him. to hook him up with somebody, right? Like <laughs> she, she didn't really have to put on like women put on, yeah, when they want to be with with men like i had a friend who was a an athlete and he was like man like girls be trying to lock me down they don't want to have sex with me but they'll have sex with everybody else and want to like date me uh, uh-uh, yeah. bro.
1: he was <laughs> yeah, like yeah. That sounds about right. he
3: was like treat me like everybody else so uh-huh. i mean you know i know women who kind of put on airs a lot in the relationships because they want to be perceived as the marrying kind or the the settling down type Mm -hmm. for a man and they're not their true selves
1: huh i no, i totally agree with that i mean i've always tried to like in anything it's like what you see is what you get there there's no like representative yeah exactly these like representatives of like who who your person is and it's like that that's so i i don't even to be honest i don't i think just because it's not me and i don't have to do i don't have to do that in work i don't have to really do that with my not even really i don't have to do that with my family like i don't have to do that in any space so i just it's like in relationships why are we like why are we doing that
3: i don't know in, in, in any of my long-term relationships i never liked them so i was always, in the beginning
1: oh no, hell no oh no i mean <laughs> <it's> absolutely <laughs> right. I when always- you, but I'm that's why when always you said that, able same.
3: to like be myself because I'm like yeah.
1: I think about you right yeah, like that. That's when when you said that I was like that's interesting because yeah. I was like I've anybody in a relationship I've never liked them. I was like, child, please, I don't want to check it for you. And then you like, oh my god,
4: <laughs> who knew? Yeah. Oh my
3: god, right? And then you become more open. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. like I with my with my partner I had to make a have a whole conversation with myself because <laughs> I had known him for a while. I didn't like him. He was a little arrogant. You know, I thought he was trying to sleep with me on the first day. He played in, in the NFL whatever. whatever. Um, and when I met him, I was like, I'm not interested in that. And I just thought he was never going to call me again because of that. And then we, I was like, well, right. let's just maintain a friendship because – and then he was going through something with his child's mother or they had broken up or whatever. And I was like, she sounds like a lovely girl. You really like on a first date. I was like,
0: you really should get with her. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's great. <laughs> you should make that work.
3: <laughs> and then, I mean, I really believed it. First of all, I had these rules. My rule was I didn't date anybody with a child under two. Mm-hmm. Under five. Because okay. mm-hmm. under five, you still kind of still date, dip yeah. dabbing and in the baby mama pool. I wasn't going to be right. part of that. So um, like <laughs> years had gone by pool. and we were like still speaking. And one time. I was in his town and I'm like, I'm in your city, you know, are you going to be around this weekend? And he's, I know it's your birthday whatever. He's like, no, I'm not around. I was like, okay, well, I'll call you later. He's like, wait a minute. Like, I'm really trying to talk to you. And I was like, about what? Like, I'm not in your city and I'm not in your, he was like, no, like, I really, I like you. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Then we got off the phone. And I was like, girl, wait a minute. Time out. Like, this guy has all of the things that girls would like to have and Mm -hmm. you what's wrong with you (laughs) like why are you not giving it giving into him like what what's wrong with you Then, then we i was like oh i might have to give this a shot so like i've never liked anybody straight off the back like that Mm -hmm. that i was in like a long-term relationship yeah
1: same uh, now. Now I'm like, oh, I kind of like see why a little bit because you are really yourself. Yes, um, that representative, right? I lo- love it. So, um, we want to introduce a new segment just because there's so much going on in the world, um, politically, and I and I we've had like political episodes purely. Um, And just like very top line things of like what's going on, you know, G is our um, political correspondent. um, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, And so and it is going to be called politics as usual. Wow. You know, shout out to Jay Z. Um, G top line. What the hell is going what is going on with the government shutdown?
0: Well, so many things, right? I mean, it's the longest shutdown in U.S. history now. Um, it doesn't look like it's stopping anytime soon. Um, Congress and House, they're, they broke for the weekend, so hopefully they'll be meeting and reconvening. But the the most recent meeting, um, President Trump stormed out of it after he met with um, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and other top uh key Democrats. And he wasn't really trying to hear their briefing. So the issue, you know, as y'all know, or if you don't, is um, Trump is trying to get $5 billion to fund the wall in the south border. Um, that Mexico was supposed to pay for. Yes, that initially Mexico was supposed to pay for that. That's what he campaigned uh, during his 2016 um Campaign, And so now things are obviously changing. Um, I believe the U.S. puts about $25 billion to border security in general. And so his request now is for of that 25 to have 5 billion go towards the wall. Um, and he feels like he's compromising by instead of it being cement, that it'll be steel. Um, And honestly, this is kind of like a really key thing for him because it was the thing that like riled up his base. And um, some Republicans are on board, others aren't, um, which is why we're here in this shutdown um, he doesn't want to bend he's basically essentially having a temper tantrum and Congress isn't agreeing so it's it's going to be interesting I think overall to see how this pans out uh, but the people who are affected obviously TSA so if you're flying godspeed you know I, yeah. I i feel like in a in a in an interesting way clear should really use this as an opportunity to just kind of like market <laughs> <For sure. laughs> it's like, yeah, a i was like oh my clear. god my marketing hat let me put yeah. my marketing hat on real quick clear where y'all at oh with the god. advertising like y'all clear, need to be... where y'all at in more airports yeah shit. <laughs> um anyway so yeah they're affected um national museums and parks are closing um what else? Oh, our military food, personnel. Military jail. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a yeah, lot. I'm uh, expecting y'all food people. Yeah. Right. Yes, it's it's because if you may not have a, a federal or government job and you're fine and you're getting your check that doesn't mean that anything that you do isn't affected this is a right. serious thing but even congress is still getting paid yeah. yeah they honestly should be the first people to not get a check. <laughs> The first
1: like right. I was literally thinking that like if you most people are living paycheck to paycheck right and I'm supposed to go to work do my job and not get paid right and you're gonna do your it's gonna be back pay like we're gonna pay you eventually but no one also can see that foreseeable when that time is going to come But wait a
3: minute seven republicans voted against them getting back pay that's number one
1: wow number two this wall
3: is steve king's wall who is white supremacist steve king Mm. that's number two Mm -hmm. he's been talking about this wall since 2006
4: Mm. (laughs)
3: number three they already offered him five billion dollars for the wall when they, ha- when they submitted the budget last time when they wanted to pass DACA, but he, he mm-hmm. declined.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: number four, I don't know what number I'm at, but number four, <laughs> Mick Mulvaney asked for money before this budget was here. And he didn't ask for Zippo, nothing, zilch for this wall. He didn't they didn't request any money for this mm. wall. And Coulter said that if you don't build the wall, and Rush Limbaugh said if you don't build the wall, it's gonna be a problem and you're gonna lose your base. Mm-hmm. And that's yep. when the shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. furthermore, Senate could pass it. The House has already done their yeah. job. Congress, because it's a Democratic Congress, they've mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. passed the bill stating that they could I, I love politics. Stating mm-hmm. that they 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 could um pass it and in the shutdown
4: mm-hmm.
3: but mitch mcconnell won't allow a vote so if he allowed the vote because more and more republicans are coming out against this it would probably pass the president could then veto it and they could still pass it mm-hmm. so mitch mcconnell is the problem it's crazy it's not the, I, I i mean i've never defended president but he's really not that much in power. It's the fact that Congress has succeeded its power, ceded its power to the president and won't do their job that this is a
1: problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we do have checks and balance. That's true. We haven't had. So, had, had, had <laughs> past true. Past true, had. true. Very true.
1: It's, it's, it's a wild, wild west out out here right it now. It is. It's literally wild, wild west. What else is going on? One more like, t- Didi, what were we talking about um, oh, earlier?
2: Oh, Kamala. the FBI?
1: Oh, FBI. Yeah. I mean, it's so much. That's why I said (laughs) we could literally each (laughs) week just. So yeah. So the New York
2: Times put out an article on Thursday that says that talks about the fact that the FBI opened up a probe into Trump after he fired the FBI director. Oh yes. Yeah, to see like if he was in kind of in cahoots with Russia, but I. It's interesting that it's being told as kind of like a matter of fact, and not like this breaking news. Like, if Any president was being. Investigated by the FBI for legally talking to a country, child. Like that's the end of your presidency. Mm -hmm. It's it's just crazy to me that he keeps getting away with everything. Getting away with it. It's like the craziest thing to me.
0: He's
3: not gonna get away with it.
0: He is as unbothered as R. Kelly, child. <laughs> oh, child. The- <laughs> he is as unbothered. Who lives in Trump Tower? <laughs> 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 he sure does. Look <laughs> yes, at the synergy. <laughs>
1: <Yeah, right. laughs>
2: wow, I couldn't have wrote that yeah. one
1: better. Right? <laughs> he sure
3: right. does live
0: in Trump Tower in Chicago.
1: <laughs> so... I mean, at, at this point, I feel like everybody is probably caught up to speed. Also, with um, or with surviving R. Kelly, the six mini series documentary that aired on Showtime. Um,
0: Lifetime. 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 What did I say? Showtime. Thank you. It, it felt okay. like Showtime. Yeah, I it did. Right? <laughs> exactly. It really did. Like, right? I'm like, I don't even know how I got there. I couldn't believe um, it was on. I mean, I was glad that it was on a cable network.
1: Yeah, and, and I think they've always been like an advocacy for women. So yeah. It's just like it was like their highest rated show. Um, I'm sure yeah for sure Um,
2: probably yeah
1: like um and from that I think like people that were on board people that like still listened or were defending him like after seeing you know like these people and faces like actual faces stories like factuals facts um of like what he's done and and like and the damage that he's caused for, not for families, like their extended families. Like, it, right. it's like undeniable at this point. I think now you see all these other things coming out. Like, I think the studio was being, the the, the uh, landlord for the studio is like, you owe all of this money and the rent. Oh, yeah. um, we're about to kick you out if we don't pay all this back pay for the studio. But beyond that, it's just... It was so much shit. Like, it was so heavy. I felt heavy. And I had, like, nightmares, actually, every night after watching it. Like, literally had these crazy-ass drinks. I was like, that's a goddamn R. Kelly. I I know.
0: (laughs) Getting your spirit. Yeah, it was literally... I felt weird. I think it was the first night... Because I think they played two two episodes yeah, that first two, night. Yeah, two of watched each the full, Right. I watched the full one. And then I think I was like 15 minutes in. And I was like, I can't watch the rest of this. This yeah. is too much. And I had to like go lay down. It's, it's hard because I think, you know, it starts
1: off about his childhood. And so he was um, sexually abused. as Well, the, now they're saying it, it's it was coming up. Older that it's his sister. older sister. Mm-hmm. that His brothers know about it. So what do you think, like, and this is what I was thinking. Obviously... You know, you now he's like playing out these your childhood was stolen. So now you are as an adult acting out essentially your your lost childhood. It's like is there hope or like redemption for him? Um like I I just
0: had so many questions like when watching it. When you say hope or redemption, you mean like for him to just be bad like be well? Now, I
1: think it you know like what? Ghost- this is
0: a two part question. Let me the
1: redemption part table yeah I was about to the say side. the redemption Ta- <laughs> that like, that's side. where we going first yeah I exactly know, like, uh- and cause I was about to say it's actually not for him it's for other people uh, okay. but if, are there like with, again table that table that uh-huh. to the side um but something like that like is this all like his childhood or then is there a point where like if he had help um is it like obviously maybe you would be doing this maybe you wouldn't like what how does his childhood like play out in what he's doing in, in these acts with these women or I'm sorry, young girls. I mean, the same way all of our childhoods play out in all of our
3: lives. It's the foundation for who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the time for intervention was when that teacher said, oh, he used to come in and sing stuff to me that was sexual. And I realized that he had known more about sex than he needed to at his age. You remember when she? Said oh, that yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was the time. And that's why now, as teachers, we are... Man- well, I'm not a teacher anymore. But as teachers, we're mandated reporters. But I am a mandated reporter as a as a therapist. Because that house should have been investigated mm-hmm. from that point when he was coming to school telling you sexual things in this music.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, that was a red flag that, that, that there were things going on. And he was bullied, right? Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, sexually molested. And, and a lot of the... Um, people who are abusers have been abused mm-hmm. right but a lot of people who've been abused are not abusers
0: i agree right so
3: yeah. it has a lot to do with his personality development it has a lot to do with the uh, the adult intervention or positive psychological intervention that could have happened when he was younger and he would have told somebody that this was going on um but yeah i think abuse is is harder especially when it's a family member um, because that's somebody you gotta uh, you gotta pass the peas with mm-hmm. at dinner time, and yeah. you still gotta deal with it. and You know, it's very reluctant. Black women are very reluctant to throw away one kid for another, no matter what the other kid has done. So it, it becomes very complicated.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, watching it, all I could see was the dysfunction. So I I did forensic social work where I worked with sex abusers and counseled them. Some of them can be helped. um R. Kelly is not one of them he's not asking for help he's not getting help he doesn't want help and on top of that I I feel like you know my my clinical hat there's some narcissistic personality stuff Mm, that's happening I agree there Um, he's already identified with the aggressor meaning that instead of seeing himself as a victim he's more powerful and he's going to extend this power over these women so that doesn't lend for him to get help he has money and status. Mm-hmm. Women are saying, "You know, I want to be a slave." Mm-hmm. Shit at his
0: shows. So yeah. That means he's like they get was out old. with so, him last week on his birthday, <laughs> singing right along with him. And at the end of the day, he has
3: to live his life. Yeah, like he's not unless he kills himself. What well, I mean? Unless he kills himself or <laughs> die tomorrow, right? Yeah, he, he has to still bit. live his life, and he still has to be able to look at himself. In, in the mirror, and, and to be able to do that, and still look himself in the mirror, and then look at the girls that are still in his house in the mirror—like there has to be a level of delusion that exists in his world to make him think that this shit is normal.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, all the enabling, like I feel like everyone around him, from whether it was the record labels, the managers, whole community enables, yeah. and that, yeah, the, the listener, like everybody, it's almost like we. We had all the facts, but again, I think just seeing it laid out as it was, you're like, oh, wait, this is actually some really real shit. When it was, it was all out there before. Like, his relationship with Aaliyah was just like, you're not 15 with a grown man dressing alike. Like, right. oh, this is my best friend. Like, yeah, that
0: right. was weird. Like, that was super weird. Yeah.
3: to see Right, but I had a conversation with my girlfriend when I talked about my there was a janitor at my high school who was like in his early 20s and i was like how many girls in school you think he fucked because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he was fucking girls in school mm-hmm. you know and coming to find out like you know my my old high school um, junior high school gym teacher he killed himself because he was molesting girls so I was 16-year-old, 15-year-old. But I was like, damn, he probably was doing it when I was like 12, 13, 15. Right.
0: It's funny. A lot of those were coming out. And I saw like some, um, some Facebook Going back and forth. It was one of my really good friends at her high school. Actually, one of her close friends married their former teacher.
1: I, I have so, one, too. My, someone in my high school, dude. <laughs> So Still together.
0: I, they're still together. They have a child. Mm-hmm. And so now, when all of this R. Kelly... Uh, when the documentary aired, people basically started coming for him, for her. And she was lying and saying that they were never intimate in high school prior to her graduating. But many people know that that but wasn't the case. Keep it,
3: let's keep it all the way funky. There's something exciting about that, like sneaking around mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. That, you know, a young girl wants you and flirt that flirtation with your teacher. Like there's something exciting about that. So I, I choose not to judge every single situation mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, like looking back on it, it's like weird. I posted a picture of myself and my son when I was like twenty, and my boyfriend was like, "Oh, I like that. I would have messed with that girl." And I was like, "You would have been a pedophile because I damn sure look like I was twelve mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that picture. <laughs> like this is this is in the '90s. Like we didn't really wear makeup and hairs and fake stuff or whatever. We was right. however how we woke young. up was yeah. how. Yeah. you know." So I was like, you'd have been a you'd have been a pedophile. Mm-hmm. But like it now, looking back at my old photos, and I was just eighteen, and I wanted to fall in love, and I wanted to find a boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was so excited about that. Looking back at those photos now, I was like, bitch, you look twelve.
1: Mm-hmm. Like right. who was
3: dating you? Uh,
1: yeah, right. looking
3: twelve. But you know, it, I, we grow up in an environment where these things. I my my girlfriend when I was nineteen was having sex with a neighbor who was her father's one of her her father's good friends wow and i used to be like he got kids your age like why y'all what the fuck y'all got in common yeah i'm gonna tell you what are you talking about i I wonder well yeah
0: what are you 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 talking talking about about? his dick (laughs) (laughs) maybe Maybe. facts well and i think we
1: were even saying this yesterday like I think it is very easy to place the victim. I'm sorry, uh, place the blame on the parents. But I was like at the same time, like I remember when I was 16, I thought I was so grown. Like right. you could not tell me nothing. Like I, I remember, and I said this before. The person that I bought to my like ring dance, which is like a junior prom, was way older than me, and I lied to my mother about his age because I. And then it's like you know it's wrong. So clearly hindsight, I knew it was wrong. I lied about his age. He was a pedophile. Like I was 16. Wait, how 17. old was he? Yeah, he was I think He was like twenty-two or twenty-three or something like that. So I was 16 or 17. I think I told my mother he was maybe 18 or something. But you might have been legal. And so I actually started looking up all the ages for consent. Yeah, right, because it, it varies from state, state right? State. But
3: guess what? You may not know, mm-hmm. but he knew. He, right, mm. he knew. Because yeah. they be knowing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, no, he... I didn't lie about my age. <laughs> to my mother, I did. But that, it's like... that. It, it, oh, it, that's happened for years. You know, like you said, it's the allure of it. So sometimes I'm like, well, damn, I don't think we can place so much blame on the parents because you're at 16, 17... Like, the 14-year-old and all of that, like... That was crazy. That's disgusting. I don't think I realized disgusting. that she was that young. like but and why are you taking your 14-year-old to an R. Kelly concert? Anyway, y'all... Yeah. She not into why? R. Kelly? That's what, so she that should was, not be. You know what's like, crazy That was is, weird. Is that me. a lot of the girls were saying that and I was like, well, maybe... That, I mean, if they're the same, I think they're, like, 30, like, some of the women that were, like, in their 30s. But I was doing the math, and I was, like, like I know you, like, liked Past Tense R. Yes. Kelly. So, like, liked. but were you, like, a fan fan? Because I just didn't no, feel I was like a fan. that was
0: I, was... I was a fan, but I was, I'm, like, I grew up... I'm from Indiana, so I grew up two hours away from Chicago, and so we would true, go to okay, Chicago. Okay. So I think that f- for those girls who were... um In the city. Yeah, you do know who he is. He's like a hometown hero, you know, to some degree.
1: And even even if you're not a fan of the music, you're gonna be enamored by it's R. Kelly. Even if you're not a fan of the music, you love like like the clout and the status and like he's a he's a singer. I was trying to think like if somebody I'm trying to think who I loved like back then and I was like, like if Usher came and was like, What's up? I would probably be like, What's up? Like (laughs) you're gonna go there. I don't think I would be like, You're twenty one and I'm fifteen. We can't do this. When I was
3: younger I was in a club, and Usher used to Usher used to live here with Puffy, mm-hmm. and Usher was here. And Posh, Usher, I'm I'm small, so Usher was trying to get my phone number, and I was like, "You young? You was a little boy? Like that was just the first thing that came in my mind. Like I'm not even trying to, but now as a grown up, I'm like, I could have probably been with Usher. But, <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't have been like the Confessions Usher. He was like, right. You know, yeah. he was very young. Yeah. And so I mean, I don't. I I I, I don't know. It's just you know i i have on occasion met r kelly Mm -hmm. my friend uh produced a song with him ja rule and ashanti wonderful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and so we were having a conversation him him and kelly and r kelly and i was having a conversation in the club and we were talking about the music and getting him back up with this particular producer and he just kissed me on my cheek and i was like damn that's weird because like that's not what we're doing right now Mm -hmm. um I think he know I think I no, I don't think I worked with pedophiles I worked with pedophiles in, in sexual abuse like they know mm-hmm. they know like who, who they
1: can try like they who, know who they who yeah they
3: can, I mean mm-hmm. I was just kind of taken aback by the whole like damn because that's not what that's not what we we talk about music right, right. now mm-hmm. but I think that if you kind of
0: you, you know think I think he was
3: testing you See, I'm a grown ass woman now right so I know he probably was just like checking your temperature with, I, yeah because seen, yeah because if he would
1: have been with it he probably would have been the like the only
3: man that's ever done it mm-hmm. in my life like it this made me reflect a lot a lot of things in in my life I remember being 16 this this is what this really whole thing made me think about I remember being 16 and my mother's boy riding in the car with my mother's boyfriend one time and he was like, was I sexually active?" And I was seventeen. I was seventeen, and I was like, "That ain't none of your fucking business." Because that's how I give it up to, you know, people who ask me things that they don't need to know. Yeah. To. <laughs> right. And um, but my mother didn't curse, so I ha- I had to like get home tell my mother before he said anything. Yeah. Um, but I went home and I told my mother, I was like, "Yeah, your your dude was asking me like about sex and stuff. Like, check him because that's not like I ain't, no, I don't really know him like that." Wow. And, you know, my whole thing was like, I'm going to tell my mama before I tell my father. Because my father had already knocked this dude's teeth out before. Long story. But I had already, I, I had to tell my mother about it before. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anything ever was done. I know they didn't break up immediately. But yeah. I just think, I don't know where he was going with that. But I know my response to him, let him know where I was going with it. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So, wow. And I think that, that almost even like, Since then, like all of this stuff has also come out. Like, do you think that people, first of all, I think most men, have probably done or said something that they don't even realize is inappropriate. Like the, asking a 17 year old that question. He probably was trying to check your temperature, see what you were gonna say, or just men that like say certain things. Um, you know, like Tory was on the show and he was, he's been on, he's talked about many things, like for, with sexual abuse, allegations from Harvey Weinstein. He's, he's featured on the R. Kelly documentary, and then it came out that he, um, was saying like super inappropriate things to his makeup artist. So in his apology, he's like, well, I didn't even think that that was wrong and it was a joke and it was in jest and and all these things. And I was saying that... I don't think any woman has ever there isn't I'm sorry there isn't a woman that hasn't experienced a man saying super inappropriate things from the workplace family members men on the street like men on the street say it's I think where I used to work at in Soho this man used to literally be like let me taste your ass like that's what he would say as you would walk by now granted he's probably a little sick in his head some marbles are missing but men don't even realize I feel like sometimes like what they're doing like and And I think that for me, like that's one of the the important things with like speaking out and me too, is that like y'all gotta stop saying crazy shit like that, like it's not normal, mm-hmm. and I think right. we, we kind of have normalized it, like you're just like, yeah right, you can't say was that.
0: saying that his thing is that raised on rape culture, like mm-hmm. we're raised in rape culture, and because no one was ever really like checking it and yeah. saying like, "Hey, no, this isn't right, right."
1: Or then, like, something you were talking about, Usher. Then, I remember, it came out with Usher and allegedly him with Puff. And it's, like, there was a... He did an interview, it was a long time ago, with Howard Stern. And it's, like, for boys, y'all are taught to, like, nah, you can go fuck her early. Like, even if she's older. Like, Lil Wayne was doing something with Little Twist. And he's, like, nah, Birdman put us in a room, told the girl, like, go suck Lil Wayne's dick. And he was... I think he was 12 or something like that. So, it's, like, yeah. for men, yeah, you're you're literally like go fuck that older woman go do that and then for women it's like no no no. keep your mouth shut don't say shit you can't Mm -hmm. say anything but it's like y'all gotta be having sex with somebody so these conversations need to be had earlier with like men and women because it is men are literally raised on rape culture like it's okay to talk to her disrespectful it's Mm -hmm. okay because you're you're a boy you're a man like that's how it should be said right yeah yeah i have a story
3: a story like that i was at super bowl and this uh popular actor i won't name his name he, um i said something to him and he was like let me stick your finger in my finger my finger in your booty and i was like oh he was listening to too much future i was like what no this is <laughs> before pre. This is pre This <laughs> yeah, pre- oh. <laughs> but it was it was just like damn like you don't even know me like 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 that you know so yeah i think that men are just used to kind of saying whatever the hell they want to say boys will be boys Mm -hmm. and grab them by the pussy yeah we just kind of overlook it yeah
0: especially if they're if they have wealth and status and money and power and, and those things i mean anyone will say it but they get they definitely get away with it because i'm sure he said it because it's worked or no one has or no one Maybe aside from you, may have been like, "Yo, that's somebody." who could have been like, "All right." I mean, I can't imagine it working it
3: for <laughs> like a white girl. You know, no shade to
1: white women, but like, I just, I, I wasn't. I, mm-mm. but I was saying that yesterday. Like, I feel like all, all I had like a, a thousand conversations because I feel like I've said I was saying having this conversation <laughs> yesterday. Clearly, I was talking a lot yesterday. Um, and but everything is so subjective because it was it was some conversation about um like sending asking for nude i'm sorry asking for videos of other people like if i'm if you're a guy and i'm into you and i'm like send me a video of you fucking somebody else so i know how that's you cute. have sex that's what i said someone and has asked that? i so i've literally was like no one asked that and they were like no people have asked me and this was th- this was a a heterosexual I'm, I'm, this I'm, is homosexual and heterosexual but see two this is the
3: whole thing right I was so confused by the part of the documentary when the guys were saying that R. Kelly would play back th- videos to, yeah. of him having sex with other people. Mm-hmm. Like, why yes. would you be watching? Watching that. Why? Yeah. I, mean, why? I, I mean, I guess that's kind of what people are doing when they men are doing when they're watching porn, porn. because it's mm-hmm. yeah. a penis and a vagina. But do men watch porn
1: together?
0: I just right. thought I just that just <laughs> or re- do they watch porn of people that they know like just, your homeboy? It just was a strange, yeah. Every I agree. that
1: whole his whole <laughs> that's why I said his whole clique, his whole circle. And i first of all, I know they can't say too much. I'm I would be like almost positive y'all was fucking those little girls' friends also because they probably wasn't. If you're going to the mall and it's, mm-hmm. it's just like anybody in the crew. So, if I'm with you, you my girl, and we going out, and it's like, your friend's here. What's we're to be friends. like, stop. Yeah, what's to stop right. me from saying, like, oh, well, I'm going to just wait for my girl to get out the bathroom or, or, or the whole. Y'all were fucking them little yeah, girls, too. Probably was
0: equally as guilty. Equally. Yes. That's why
1: I was like. That's why I acted like, so, like, oh, we know about what we didn't know about. Nah, because y'all was doing it, too. Like, yes. I, somebody at some point in time. Like, I said, I would bet my bottom dollar that somebody was doing that, as well. But the 33-year-olds.
0: The yeah. 2020. That, that 2020. was very yeah. interesting yeah. to me.
3: I was like, can no man who can't read uh, make me do anything <laughs> I don't want to? I'm sorry. Like, yeah. hey, you but hey, but he can't even you hooked saw. on phonics. He can't right. get me hooked can. on him. That's but, not going to happen. But
1: from your experience, you saw, I feel like it is something like, let me test this out in the water. Let me test to see how you're going to act. They say a little that, slow. It, that's what I was going to say. The <laughs> one chick, was not. her elevator <laughs> did not go to the top floor. I'll Let's keep it a It did not at all. And they could leave. And
3: the girl that was like, oh, yeah, because he bought the 16 year old and then we would he was making Kitty. stuff and he was doing stuff. I was like. Kitty, wait, what? Because yeah. you, yeah. you, you were complicit. Yeah.
1: Oh wait, oh that was that one? Yeah, um, that was that was who? Mm, Kitty. Kitty? Well, no, Kitty was the Kitty was the one Lisa. that the elevator didn't go to the. That was Lisa. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Lisa. Yes, I'm like you was just. I mean, you not, was a pedophile too.
2: <laughs> yes. so. oh, Lisa yeah. yeah oh, yes. yes. oh
1: yes, yes,
3: yeah.
2: Lisa yes. was yes. with him for a minute. Yeah. She
3: was yeah. a pedophile too. Because yeah. Yeah. if you doing it.
1: With this little girl, you
3: could yes. see
0: she was fourteen. Yeah, like disgusting. you could exactly. You, could, you
1: know, that's gross. You know, no. It was, he had them so brain, but then because even like my boyfriend said that he's like, I don't understand like the part of putting the older women into into the story. But I'm like, but I feel like it, it establishes a pattern. No, he These was, women can leave, but they are grown ass women making. They can seemingly by the law make their own decisions, and you still getting wrapped up in it. He was. What we saw was him
3: transforming the girls started getting older and older and older after leah after after he mm-hmm. peed on that girl mm-hmm. they started getting older mm-hmm. they started getting legal even if sixteen yeah. is legal yeah. fifteen is legal 17, 18 is legal he had a twenty year old he had a twenty two year old they started getting older mm-hmm. i think he i think i think he had decided that this really wasn't so much about young vagina mm-hmm.
1: this was about Power and control, control yeah. Manipulation and mm-hmm. control, yeah. Right, right. I agree. That. Do you think that he? Because how the girl, I think her name was Dominique, and he was having her mm, wear. That like, was weird. Oh, yeah. Do you think he's moved on so to little weird. boys because he was making her, you know, wear uh, do rags? I was curious about that. I was like, had, like, I literally was wondering. I was like, I wonder if he's evolved. Like, you, it obviously hasn't come out, but like, it's almost like you have had so much pussy essentially like and granted she's still a woman well i think he said
0: in that in the in the documentary when he was talking um they showed a brief interview of him speaking out about his previous sexual abuse and i felt like i could be wrong but i felt like he mentioned it was done by also a man too i don't know if he said it but someone else did someone else said it
3: that that he was no it was the little weirdo (laughs)
0: geronda pace Oh, the one, the fourth, the one who met him at the trial. Right? <laughs> oh my God! Yes, that one. Oh, yes, yes, she did. Yes. When he told her,
2: oh, she said, po- "Poor girl." She. That poor girl. you're
1: looking at her like no.
2: She was fourteen. She should have been in school.
3: Teronda so had an IEP. You could look at her and tell that she had her elevator didn't go all the way to the top. <laughs> she looked like she's on a short bus, mm-hmm. uh, and a, as, not, as most of them. A, 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 a lot of those women they did look lot of them were, they were mm. yeah but you could tell something was very off off with her mm-hmm. but she did tell a story about how he um how he told that he was molested by a, a boy
1: mm-hmm.
3: um a, by, by a guy mm-hmm. and he was into pegging
1: yeah. which yes. is what i miss Oh that one of his girls that is
3: dating. So this book out I think that's that of of her Lisa Lisa put oh, Lisa out, Van Allen I oh, think She was. said that he likes to have he likes, he likes to be girls pegged. to put a mm. strap
1: on on Or so maybe it's so just so that I think Dominique was yeah. his uh, Dominique, Dominique was, was his that. boyfriend Yeah exactly it's so the, maybe Dominique was that said he was having sex with his bodyguard like
3: he, he, propositioned, he propositioned, he propositioned to have sex with the bodyguard. Oh, the, the body, body said they did it, like, but the body, well, not the bodyguard, the manager. The manager said that he propositioned him to have sex. I don't know. Lord, yeah, I, like I felt like he had
1: moved. He's sick. Like yeah, he's literally like, <laughs> no, it just seems like he's like insatiable. Like nothing for him is ever going to satisfy I, it was, him. It,
3: the whole thing was a game. Even how he made the girls control the other girls. He made yeah. the girls go get the other girls. Yeah. He made yeah. the girls just as guilty as him yeah. because he got them to do things with these other people too. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't say that I'm a pedophile because I slept with a 12-year-old when you, you slept did with it a too. 12-year-old. Yeah. And how so they couldn't was, even be. Mm. How the
1: two friends, they never even they saw each, never each other meet in, the house. Up in the house. I was like, how big was this goddamn house? Right. Then I, they just I don't couldn't know, leave. They, could, they couldn't it do buckets anything. Buckets all
0: around in the corner Yo, so that they couldn't even, they had to piss in buckets. Like my, I just, I had, oh,
1: not this, first of all, you know my it, my uh O O D C Oh i I can't even OCD. O C D O C Yes <laughs> ass was like that house was probably so nasty and right. I was like, was he making Smelling them clean rancid. because he wasn't gonna have no cleaning lady coming and clean that damn house. Who was cleaning that house? I Nobody. just felt like I literally had a visual of that house and it was disgusting. Like clothes and shit and just bodily fluids. Oh, I can't even So what the oh. streets
3: told me was that he wasn't even paying half of the people that was with him.
1: Mm, and then really? he would go days and
3: days and days without washing his ass.
1: R. Kelly. Yes. Oh, that is disgusting. But I recently saw a video. <laughs> go face. I recently saw a video
3: of um, Selena Johnson where she was talking about how she worked with him. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he would be in the studio for days. And it was just like, he's, she said, I would be in the studio to the point that you'd be like, I got to get out of here. I, I stink. Uh, yeah. I got to take wow. a shower, dog
0: wow yeah, he's, so he just not know many i do layers I don't.
1: there mm-hmm. yeah well. so right so and then my earlier question that wasn't really a question no i don't believe there is redemption for r kelly at this point like he doesn't no. want it
0: he needs to be castrated like
1: <laughs> he i i don't I, I just i don't even know like literally don't know yeah but somebody let's say if it is like a pedophile someone that and i, I hate to say like not as egregious because it, it all is at any stage if they do you think there's redemption
0: for somebody
1: that if you know you I guess accept what you did was wrong
0: um or maybe from your previous because you said that you um you I don't know would you call it treatment or like when you see uh, yes yeah from your experience so there are there
3: are proven treatment programs methods that work with people who are Sexual abusers, Mm -hmm. right? And sexual abuse runs the gamut from that weirdo on the train that wants to show you his penis, Mm -hmm. the guy that rubs up on you, um, invading your personal space, and then, you know, pedophiles, rapists, whatever. I think usually we think of the extreme when we think of all of Mm that. But in the modality that I worked in, what I liked about it, because people would be like, oh, why you can work with sex offenders? It was just, there's a recognition that these are people in the community. Like they live with us regardless of whether we acknowledge them or not, whether we know or we don't. so it was kind of weird for me to be in this space, and as somebody who's you know experienced sexual violence, I was I didn't want to run away from it and be like, "I don't want to work with this, but I think it may, may trigger me. What was weird about being in that space was that the modality was groups, mostly primarily, and sex abusers, sex offenders, pedophiles, predators. They don't let you get away with shit if you're one of them. Like, they'll tell you, Mm -hmm. like, nah, you knew she was 15. Like, what kind of conversations were y'all having? Mm -hmm. What was y'all talking about? Right. That bet you? Mm -hmm. Like, you thought she was 23, but, because you picked up by, you know, one of the guys, he had a a girl that ended up becoming his baby mama, was 15. 16 is legal in New York, so she had to be under 15 when she got pregnant. Mm -hmm. But he picked her up at a, at an intersection where there was a high school and a college, so he mm-hmm. assumed, allegedly, she was coming from the college. Mm-hmm. But the guys in the group was like, "That's cool, but what books did she have?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Right, right. <laughs> Which direction was she coming from? What was y'all talking about <laughs> right. when she got in? A, like, what kind of music she listened to? Like, come on, you didn't know she was fifteen. Like, right. you didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, it's a weird dynamic to see them. And the, and, and the the range of treatment is from five to ten years. So some of these guys got to come to this program for up to ten years. Okay. And Sheesh. this is all
1: group, is it? I mean, obviously, some there's is probably one-on-one, but it's groups. all.
3: Okay. There's some individuals. There's some group stuff. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's long-term treatment.
0: Now, is this mandated by court? Yep. Like, so all of them are ones who if you want to pull a list they got and a Google their name. Yeah, mm. you can.
1: Has, has mm. there ever been anybody that's like, listen, I have this issue. I need help. That has come on their own. No. All Why? court mandated. Wow. They're all court mandated. I was watching, I watched like uh, Ray Donovan and he had to go to anger management, which is obviously very different. And the therapist was like, I don't treat people that that are court mandated. Like, because you don't want to be here. You have to be here because you have to be here. Not because you want to. Now granted, this is fake and it's a TV show. But I was thinking about that and i'm just like yeah, if i feel like it's, if you don't want to be there like it's not gonna work it could obviously you know as you're there and, and sitting through sessions like something hit home like all right i have to change this but i also feel like if you don't and that's for anything not even just like abuse like if you don't yeah. want to change it if you don't want to get better like you're not going to get better
3: but the fact of the matter remains is if you are arrested for being a sexual predator of any kind, where in the hell else are you going to be able oh, to talk Oh, yeah, no, you need about, to go. Yeah, no, no, no. Going. I'm not even saying that they... That none of them want are there because they want to be there. Mm-hmm. That's first of all. Mm-hmm. Majority of them are not there because they recognize something is wrong with them. Mm-hmm. They may have done something wrong, but they don't feel like anything is wrong with them. them. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. But... Where in polite society are you going to go and be like, yeah, so I got arrested because I have sex with a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. Nowhere. Mm -hmm. So this is the only place that you could actually be in a room with other people and be honest about what you've actually done. Mm -hmm. And that was what was so um, interesting for me ab- about that work was like, this is the only place that they've a- ever actually done that. And then unfortunately for black people, because there's some black guys and Hispanics in the group, but that group is, that group is Jews, is whites, is Chinese, all kind of people that, that are there because mm-hmm. all kind of people create, um, you know, um, commit sexual violence.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: For a lot of the, the African Americans and the Hispanics that are there, a lot of us don't seek proactive treatment which means before something happens, usually it's reactive and it's response to something. Either social security tells you, you got to go so you can get a check or ACS go- tells you, you got to go so you can keep your kids or, you know, welfare tells you you got to go. Cause you're saying that something hurts. Like we, are usually told to do something and therapy is usually part of a, part of a, a, a system rather than what happened with me where I was like, I'm sad. I need to fix this. I'm gonna go talk to somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for people who are sexual predators, they need to be there because this is the only time in polite society they're actually going to be able to be honest about what they did.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Oof, well, lord! Mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean, I love the, the therapy angle, but he needs to go to jail, period.
0: Oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I love going, that. He, he's
2: I'm never going anything, to jail, but yeah. yeah he's not. He's period. Not but see, that's this,
0: why I say he needs to be castrated. But this is,
3: <laughs> this is the thing about him and... and like I said, I watched the documentary, but I was so detached from it. Like nothing was emotional about mm. the whole thing at, until she went to rescue her daughter. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I. No, actually, I did feel crazy. But that the last two, I think the really last two got episodes. Yeah. yeah, I don't even remember what
3: happened in the last one. But when she went to rescue her daughter, that mm-hmm. was when I was like, okay, this is this, this is real. It's real, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But before that, like because. You know, we are a society. I, I talked about on my show last week, on um, Black Therapist Podcast, about the detachment part of it. Like, we're so used to compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. And because I've worked with, with sex offenders, I've listened to a lot of horrible shit. Like, I don't even respond to Like, certain things are not even going to make me cry mm-hmm. anymore unless it, it catches me from a certain angle on a certain day. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I wasn't really that done about that whole thing but the thing that that got me was the the dominant situation you even
0: mentioned something about pain um on that show on on that last when you were talking about r kelly and you were saying how oh you referenced childbirth yes and you were like if you have birth vaginally the pain that you experience is so extreme that you forget about it
3: your brain shuts down. Your brain, your brain will not allow you to to process things that yes. are too too extremely painful. So after a while, it'll just shut down mm-hmm. on you, so you don't remember it. Yes. <clears throat> so a lot of sexual trauma or sexual violence is either suppressed or repressed. When we don't remember it. That's what it and was. We become detached from it. But I feel like God has given especially black women, but God has given women that mechanism in our brains to deal with men. Because if we... <laughs> Facts. That, that face you just made. <laughs> because... I totally agree with you. Dealing with black men exclusively is so damaging that if you remember it and process it, like, you you hold on to that, mm-hmm. you would never do it again. You would never do it again
0: that was mm-hmm. the point yeah Oof, Lord. and i was yeah. like damn that's <laughs> that real i was like, like man my birth was so traumatic and i was like but now as i'm moving and grooving remember. it's just fading away now i
3: can't I, I i mean i had my son a long time ago but like afterwards what's that what's it healed up i lost the 10 pounds it was over like I mm-hmm. cannot think about it, and I remember going into childbirth. I mean, this is not what it's about, but I remember going into it having a conversation with like my my aunties or whatever. And I was like, it can't be nothing. Y'all keep doing it, <laughs> right? Right? People have
1: multiple. <laughs> yeah. It
3: can't be no big deal. But on that table, I was like, oh Jesus, kill me, kill me, kill me right now. So I remember feeling that, yeah, you know, feeling those emotions. Like I just just make it end, stop it, yeah. But I don't, I can't tell you today what that pain felt like felt at all. Like, wow, I don't remember it
1: crazy interesting yeah. um, mm. um, we'd like to end the show on two questions okay. um, what would you tell your younger self do it anyway do it anyway love yourself yeah I like that I do too um, and what do you know for sure that happiness is a real thing
3: and you can have it and it's it's, it's easier to get than you think yeah Mm -hmm. with help
1: for some people
3: i mean i think with help with everybody Mm. i think you need you need help to to see it with everybody especially if you come from the hood for sure i feel like happiness and love have some oh oh, it's become like dirty words Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. and they're like out there hokey things that like you know white people yeah do it but happiness and love is they're, they're real things that you can have now Hmm.
0: Hmm. Um, and so oh, we, we were talking you? about um, your book oh okay did it come out yes. can we find it where can we find it my book is yes. called Finding Happy <laughs> Seven <laughs> Steps to yes <laughs> 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 and maybe we just talk about <laughs> happiness you can have and I'm like oh she wrote a book
3: yeah Finding Happy Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy And I talk about how you can survive and um, thrive after being in dysfunctional relationships. So it's a completely different book from anything that anybody has ever done. I I wrote it from a clinical psychological perspective, but I talk about like, you know, growing up in the inner city in, in Brooklyn and, you know, dealing with my father who was also narcissistic. I talk about him a lot on the show. Um, and having <laughs> and having him pass away, mm-hmm. and just kind of the self care things and the boundaries and the mechanisms that I had to have in place to uh, maintain healthy relationships. Once I started to get healthy, because once I started to get healthy, I was like, "Hey, there's a lot of this stuff that is not going to work in mm-hmm. my new, mm-hmm. in my you know my new judge." So I had to like start to you know separate myself from some things and renegotiate some roles and some other things. So the book talks about all of that.
1: And where can people find the Sounds
3: book? like a great book.
1: It's on Amazon. Okay. One more time. Say the name of the book.
3: Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships that Will Not Steal Your Joy. And it's written by me, Nikita Banks.
1: And Nikita, where That's can people amazing. find you on socials, in your podcast?
3: Okay. So my social media, Finding Happy Seven is the book uh, Instagram. Miss M-S-N-I-K-I Miss Banks is mine. And Black Therapist Podcast is the podcast site. So,
1: anything else you want to say? Nope. Thanks for having me. Thank was you was for fun.
3: coming. Thank you so much. That, we really was not appreciate just us it. Like, like
0: no no because da, da, da. Like, right yes <laughs> yeah we were like no we need somebody who who knows can process this <laughs> right. especially R the
1: R. <laughs> R Kelly shit. I mean it it actually one of my it, one of my cousins. um, is one of the girls on there. Um, I was wondering
0: if you were going to reveal that. Yeah,
1: and I was she, like. So it's a cousin, but, and then, and then, and even to preface it, it's like, then you got to almost say that, which sucks. But, like, I, I don't know her. I've never met her, but I know the family, um, Asriel Clary. So, mm, like, as this was, oh, you know, before. She's still there. Yeah, she's still there. So, like, I knew about all this. I knew about the Lifetime documentary from years ago when they were filming it because my mother, you know, like, obviously, like, like literally, my great grandmother's last name is Clary. So, that is that side of the family wow um and i remember when it happened and at first it's so easy that's why i said it's easy to be like how could the parents like let them go but then hearing that side of it of like you know she wanted to be a singer so you think this person is seemingly gonna help you and they don't and then you know and you're still there But that Um, was the
3: weird thing for me because it's like we live in the age where we see beyonce's parents do it Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, he, they they put up their right. shop for sale. They mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. to New York. They did what they needed to do. Right? This is this is 2018. Like people are getting famous on the Instagram, no, all, yeah, and and the, the the YouTube and all kind of things. So uh, it was kind of strange to me why they felt like they needed to have that, R. Kelly, yeah,
1: to get them in the door. It was just kind of. But I think if it's like a leg up, it's like if anything, if let's say even even just a professional career, and someone's like, hey, you know what? I and granted. This is is very different, but it's like I know it's super duper different to be like. Let me help you out. You're, of course, you're gonna be like, oh shit! This is someone that has is literally doing what I want to do. Like now, granted, all the other like all the stories where it was like what they said of like I remember my mother telling me that you know they didn't even know they exchanged phone numbers initially, and then he gave her a separate side phone of like. They thought that the parents were only the ones communicating with him and his team. Meanwhile, he's like grooming her. So as soon as you turn 18, it's like, I'm out the house. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do because now I can go. So and and like and literally like poaching them and grooming them from 16, 17. So it is this whole like. I, that's why i think it is it's just so disgusting and it it, it it's almost like a pimp hole relationship of like it absolutely it's, is, it is. It it absolutely it's, it's is. literally that it, it's manipulation on like the highest form to me um but, but that yeah, that's the scary part to me as a parent mhm yeah like i'm not
3: sure how anybody could have come between the bond between me and my i don't even know how my you, how my kid could have even
1: been convinced to keep a secret from me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know. But you think, so how old is your... He's 21. Okay. But so you, th- you think it throughout the course of like, you know, especially teenager to 21, those adolescent years that like, so, I mean, your relationship might be very different. That every, that you, he's telling you everything. He's a boy though. Mm-hmm. Boys are dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. girls are sneaky now
3: mm-hmm. my son has kept a secret from me that was a pretty big secret but it w- it had something to do with his dad it's nothing, mm-hmm. no- nothing with what we talked about. Yeah, right so I understood why he wouldn't want to be in the middle between his father and I uh-huh. but I-, I don't see him that that secret also didn't impact me right you know what I mean like really mm-hmm. didn't have anything to do with me although mm-hmm. he could, I was like damn why you tell me mm-hmm. so it's I, I get it but communicating with a grown man, like I don't, I don't, that's just the whole, no, yeah, it, it, it just, yeah, it feels weird in my spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand why she would communicate, like why she wouldn't even have that initial, I'm going to take his number or not. Cause I think somebody, somebody said on social media, like, Oh yeah, R. Kelly gave me this girl. Um, so Jamila, was in the Jamila was in the documentary Mm -hmm. I don't remember her last name Lemuel Lemuel right and she she said her mother still lives in in Chicago Mm -hmm. and someone came up to her mother was like was that your daughter in the thing and she was like yeah and she was like oh you know, I met R. Kelly when I was 14 He outside of the store. And then somebody put post a comment underneath that. And the girl was like how she also met R. Kelly when she was 14. Mm-hmm. And he gave her her number. She said she was so young and so stupid, which probably would have been me. that she ran home with the number and was like, mom, mom, R. Kelly gave me his number. number. And her yeah. mother was like, bitch. Yeah. Right, right. You know, like, I don't even know what's going on mm-hmm. that you would.
1: I mean, maybe it is a part of you probably knows it's wrong. Like, I can't, because he probably, it, it, maybe it wasn't all, you know, like, work. You but know, you probably that knew sexy. that. He's not all that bomb. Like, it's not like we talking about ghosts right now. Like, if right. ghosts would have gave me, as
3: a 14 old my phone number, my I ghost. probably wouldn't have told I my I would have told you, right, my like, this ain't going to be my no work time. <laughs> you know what <laughs> me? I mean? I might have skipped school. Right. But we talking about R. Kelly old ass. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't get it.
1: Yeah, I don't get it. I, I just I don't know. I just hope I, that everyone gets help. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, again, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having um, me. The quote for the day is uh, what is for you just needs to be for you in order to receive it. So, you know, not forcing flowing and just, you know, trusting in the universe that what's for you is for you. Um. Thank you guys. We will haul a straw next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Row show with TT and Gigi? And yeah. Get it popping.